Warning, this is an after-hours episode of The Quash. We are not responsible for any offense taken. Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be kind of a fun, informal show, but I'm going to discuss some pretty harsh topics. So I've decided to make it an after hours, even though I'm not out there ranting and cursing all the time. But the topic probably will offend a large group of people. So if you're easily offended, then just turn the show off now because uh, I don't want to hear about it. So, And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. And I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth like I do in this show. I'm also self-certified as a master practitioner, gave myself that award almost 20 years ago. And I recently gave myself a Lifetime Achievement Award for all this great work I do on the podcast. So let's go ahead and get this show going. So I want to make a show about the things I saw when I went over to Natchez this last weekend to do the pickup scenes for the movie. Jones Plantation. It was fun. I'm glad I went. I just kind of drove over. We shot the stuff, and then I kind of drove back the next day, basically. And we did some additional writing of a few scenes, just small stuff, and some voiceovers with Andrew and I. And it was, I think the stuff is going to be pretty funny. I think it's going to be pretty good. It was always good to see the crew, at least the shrunk down portion of the crew, and to hang out with them because it's good to hang out with people who are like-minded. I feel better when I get to hang out with people who get it. They understand what's going on. They understand the scam that government is. They understand all these legal scams. They understand that we're being abused all the time. It's just, it fills my soul to be able to hang out with people like that. I get recharged and I have a tendency to get down otherwise, but The reality is that in order to kind of be happy, most people need a community, a community of people who they're they're kind of like, that they kind of get along with, who kind of share their values and traditions and, and thoughts on things. It's not sufficient to say that we're all shoved in here together uh, and that we believe in freedom, (laughs) which is just a made up Barnum statement anyway, which we don't have here. It's just not sufficient. And I've talked about the topic many, many times. And, you know, of course, they've really pretty much destroyed this place. This country is pretty much destroyed. I know that lots of people think it's, it's just a matter of getting the right people in, but it's just not. And when I was driving over, I have to drive across I-20 and then down this road called 425, which is a road in Louisiana that then basically kind of ends near or at least terminates as far as the trip goes right there at the Mississippi at a little town called Vidalia or Faraday one of the two they're right next to each other little tiny shit towns in Louisiana and across the river is Natchez which is no big city itself but that ride there is about an hour and a half and in between when you're riding across 20 you Going through a lot of Louisiana, of course, the roads are horrible because state is so fucking corrupt. It's unbelievable. And it's hilarious to me. You can always tell when you're in Louisiana because as soon as you cross over to Louisiana, there's just endless ads for personal injury lawyers. (laughs) Fucking everywhere. Billboards all up and down 20, all over every kind of road, just every single place you go. 
ads for these personal injury lawyers. And a ton of them are these white guys, and uh, some of them are these are these kind of black guys that kind of try to hone in on the business. And, and funny as it is that a huge number of, well, let's say this, a disproportionate number of clients I had when I did PI work, and, which is mostly uh, auto racks and things like that, were definitely minorities. But the most successful lawyers are definitely not minorities. Because, and I asked a bunch of the, the clients, and they said that they didn't trust the black lawyers. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. There's plenty of good black lawyers. I'm just passing on what I saw and what I observed on the way to the Natchez in Louisiana. It's all these white personal injury lawyers. That They're all everywhere, and they're getting the same kind of cases. But the thing that's funny about it was I'm driving over there, and normally I'm pretty efficient, but I made a couple of like bad exits. <laughs> I exited one time, and the and the stupid exit turned out to have construction going on, the overpass, and all this crap. I was just trying to grab lunch and some gas, and and it's like it ends up being like a 15 minute delay, which isn't a lot. You know, it's about six hours to get over there, but it's you know how pissed you get pissed off when you're on the road, and you basically get 15 minutes of it burned up because by the time you get ready to be there, you're tired. You don't want to have to spend an extra 15 minutes, 20 minutes. 30, 40 minutes in a car at the end of hours and hours and hours. And so that was one of them. And while I took that road, it, it ended up being, I was seeing a lot of the locals in different things in the parking lots and wandering around. And these are smaller towns and they're really fucked up. And the next time I got off, it sent me, I was trying to get a Whataburger because I wanted to get one of the Whataburgers. As soon as I get that when I'm traveling, I know they're terrible for it. I don't give a shit when I'm traveling. Okay, I eat whatever the hell I want. And so I got off and it ran me this weird direction because of the signs and the construction. And I was seeing all these people. And I mean, these are the most kind of toothless, fat scooter people I have seen in a long time. I mean, my area has them. If I go to Walmart, I will see scooter people everywhere. Mutants, just unbelievable. But at this trip, what I saw was disturbing. I saw people walking down the street as on 425, that hour and a half, and it runs you through a bunch of small towns, you know, these kind of highways, a state highway where, you know, it's 65, 70 miles an hour or something, and then they're constantly coming up to these little tiny towns where they get all their revenue by speed traps and fucking people, and they, they slow it down to like 55, and then 35, and then back up to 45, and then back down to 35, and then to back to 65, so you can't really figure out what the hell the speed limit is in these places. And so I would slow down through them because I'm aware of what's going on. And I don't like interacting with the police. So I'm always very careful. I don't want to get a ticket. I've, I've gotten a ticket years so long ago now and speed traps and stuff. I just don't engage with that stuff. So I'm careful. And by being careful, sometimes I probably have to go a little slower than I would, but I'm driving through these towns. And what I noticed is not only is this place like, like the entire area, you're talking about an hour and a half, you're talking about a very long distance, you know, close to 90 miles or something like that of distance with town after town after town in it is full of these really, I mean, there's no way to describe how bad the situation is in this area. But on top of that, what really stood out to me was how totally blown out these small towns are. You know, I, I've driven from Dallas out to uh, Colorado a couple times uh, several years ago and a couple times with my sister and things like that. 
you go out through West Texas and you go through these same kinds of uh, towns and things like that. And, you know, these, a lot of these little towns, they're just empty. They're just the, all the town, depending on, you know, whether or not it used to be, you know, it's got a couple, two, three-story buildings, office buildings and stuff. They're just empty. Everything's empty. All these small towns are completely empty. You can see they used to actually be real. They used to actually have people. They used to have, you know, the kind of Friday night you watch these old movies and stuff, and you see that people used to live there. They used to have a hardware store, and they used to have a little grocery store, and a drug store, and, and a little clothing store, and a little furniture store, and things like that. The, the towns existed. And now you go out through West Texas, and they're pretty much gone. They're empty. It's just for lease signs. And a lot of times they don't even have for lease signs because it's just obvious no one's ever going to fucking lease this stuff up. And these things are never coming back. And this ride down 425 to Natchez this time, it really struck me because I did it during the daytime both times, both in and out. And these towns are falling apart. They are completely crumbling. And it's just such a classic kind of Agenda 2030 thing that's going on where they're going to not allow people to live out in those areas. You can just see the attrition's occurring. And the businesses and the storefronts and the vibrancy, it's all completely gone. The only people left there are older people who maybe they can do some things, but the younger people who are there, the generation that's kind of in its uh, mid-30s, maybe even 40s and down, those people are full-on mutant people having like second and third generation mutant kids that under no circumstances will these people be able to keep things repaired. I mean, you can just watch the idiocracy collapse occurring in these towns. I would not expect that these people would be able to do anything. There's no way in hell they can uh, run like a school that makes any damn sense. If anybody there can even uh, read and write uh, well enough to teach anybody, there's certainly nobody knows anything in those towns. There's literally no work, no business, nothing. And that's all been massively accelerated by the COVID shit because all of this online stuff, whatever was left is all just getting completely eliminated. My point being that when I saw it, I just thought, my God, you know, I always kind of think in 15 years we're screwed. But I'm looking at these places. They're already completely screwed. All there is in each one of these towns is a dollar general and a family dollar. They seem to have each one of those. These are shitty little stores. I don't know if you've ever been in one. They sell junk. It's not that you can't go in there and find some stuff, but it's mostly just orange drink and fucking Pepsi and Cheetos and horrible canned shit food and all these reject hamburger helper type of items and things like that, uh, frozen meals, just shit like that, sort of uh, low-rent reject a lot of the kind of products. And are They're not quality enough to sell in other places, and they sell them at these some kind of discounted prices, and... That's all the people have to choose from. And there's nothing else going on. Sometimes there might be a low-rent kind of hardware-ish farming supply irrigation kind of thing and some fucked-up, beat-up old uh, auto parts or, or auto repair places. I didn't see much of anything else. I don't, even, I don't think in that entire drive I saw a single dry cleaner. I don't know what the fuck you do if you've got to have something dry cleaned. Obviously, they don't have clothes that can get dry cleaned. All the houses are just falling apart. It's completely falling apart. And all these kind of things, well, like the smoker, and I, I would drive by and I would see people sitting in chairs. These are just 
people who can kind of barely get up from a chair, kind of get to their scooter or stagger into their double wide kind of thing or their regular house that's literally falling apart, the stair breaks. I remember when I was selling stuff during the summer years and years ago when I was in college, I did a lot of sales during the summer because it was the thing I could make most money with. And I, I sold this thing called On TV, and it was a scam that was sold to people prior to the time they rolled out cable. Yes, that's how long ago this was. We're talking about we just kind of had electricity and television going at this point, and, and they didn't have cable. And they sent me down to South Dallas when they would do that. And South Dallas is the rough part of town, and it was down around the Cotton Bowl, which was really rough. It's really, really rough now, but it has not been gentrified. I don't even know if it is gentrifiable at this point. It's very dangerous part of town. And we would go down in a crew with, like, uh, some people in the car, and they'd drop us off, and we would go door-to-door on different areas. Be like, I'd take one side of the uh, block, the other guys take the other side of the block, and we would just go door-to-door down this thing up and down the streets until we'd have lunch and then get picked up at the end of the day. And one of the porches I was standing on, uh, while I rang the door and I was standing on the porch, I literally fell through the porch, which was, you know, about two and a half feet kind of thing. Yeah, maybe, eh, I don't know, yeah, 20 inches, maybe a little less than two and a half feet, foot and a half or something like that, these elevated old southern porches. I just, it, the thing was completely rotted out. I just literally fell right through the thing while I was waiting for them to come to the door. And these houses I saw, they, they're in just as bad a shape. And I would go into those houses when I sell things, and they would have like a fan, and they would have blankets over the windows because they didn't even have drapes, and it would be 110 degrees in the place, so stinking hot. It was just ridiculous. And I'm sure these houses that I saw, they're exactly same kind of thing exact same kind of thing and the people who are in there there's no possible way that even if we got the so-called right people into office and we had a change and we could reach them these people for the most part they're not reachable their brains don't work at this point they've probably all been jabbed up multiple times during the ride I heard at least a dozen ads when I was listening to the radio that were semi-public service slash ads run by Pfizer and some other scammed up company pushing the jab and the boosters for little kids. It was a commercial where they had a young kid sounding like he was about, I don't know, early teens, maybe a tween kind of thing. He was like, Dad, can I change your station? Then they changed it, and what they would play was like this sort of generic, boomerish kind of beat music. Uh, and then it would switch over to kind of generic more modern music. And then the voiceover was, even though you may not agree on the same music, you can agree that you can both be boosted. And boosters are suggested for 12 and up. So they're literally trying to use a way to connect up kids, make young boys want to connect up with love with their father by having this ad where if they get boosted, that's a way for them to connect up with their father. I was just thinking, what a bunch of sick people run this thing. And my point of bringing that up is that obviously these people out there, they're just, they're all vaxxed and boosted out the ass. Otherwise they wouldn't be running these kinds of ads. They're all susceptible to it. Just a matter of finding them. A lot of them don't have cars. The system is It's mind-bending, honestly, when I saw how bad it was. And then when I get into the town, the same place we we shot before, there's a Walmart in the town of Vidalia or maybe in Faraday. I think it's technically in Faraday. The the towns are, like I said, they're right next to each other. I don't even know if there's any difference between the two. But 
I'm sure I'm insulting anybody from Faraday, like, fucking Vidalia sucks, or, you know, the people in Vidalia, fucking Faraday's for fags, you know, just some crap like that, who knows, but I went to the Walmart there, and that Walmart is, it's orders of magnitude more insane, even than the one in my neighborhood, which has got, a, I mean, a lot of mutants. Literally, every time I went there, I would see nothing but mutants. I'm not sure. I probably went there maybe 10 times total I've been to that store. I don't know if I've seen even three people who were remotely close to normal. Just huge fat people, weird, obvious, like screwed up either genetics or like these Frank Netter kind of people who obviously have a tremendous amount of medical issues going on that are undiagnosed, not just mental issues. There's no way you could ever get any kind of decent workforce out of there that could do anything. And the town's just got just tons of these stupid fast food places, and they have a they have a special uh, gas station-y kind of thing. It's probably regional called Dodges, and they have their special Dodges chicken. And they, so they sell fried chicken to these people, and there's a competing one called Chester's Chicken. And so these people are just eating that, and the, and the Dodges, they make a bunch of the money by cashing uh, Social Security checks, like settlement checks, government checks of different sorts, disability checks. They advertise that. So you can see where the economy is and what it's going to you can just see the idiocracy all around and it's just literally completely crumbling right before everybody's eyes and nobody's saying anything nobody's saying anything everyone's acting as though this is all completely fine and that we're gonna be fine and it's just a matter of of doing the right thing with elections there's literally nothing you can do with a population like that nothing and there's absolutely no possibility that a population like the ones i observed driving down and then saw when i was working there under no circumstances can those people ever raise a generation that can do anything See, even if they weren't all genetically mutant out with the, the jabbing and all sorts of other shit, even if you could somehow just get a healthy baby out of these people, which I, I don't even know how that's possible, but, you know, there's so many genetic mutations. Maybe you get a mutation back to normal. I don't know. You, you have a normal baby. There's under no circumstances could you raise a, a large number of them sufficient to run that town with that population. Sure, you could get a, an oddball kind of black swan situation. That's not a racist comment. You could get one where the kid's really smart. He looks around, he sees that he lives in Mutantville, and he immediately gets out as soon as he can. You know, he gets a scholarship, he joins the military, and there goes on. Some other thing, he gets himself out. He might be a genius and go on, and, you know, he sees. I'm talking about what's necessary for general populations to continue where average people have to be able to raise other little people up to be able to do things. Well, the generation that's there right now, almost none of them can do anything. And so it's not possible for them to pass on skills they don't have. And the only reason they can even continue right now is because the fake money system allows these useless scooter mutant people to reproduce, move around, and get government checks and, and other types of jobs that are subsidized through a million different things that allows this whole thing to just collapse slowly like this. But we are reaching a critical mass. I can assure Assure you and small towns and everything else they're never coming back I've seen them in the Midwest I haven't driven through there I may do that this winter I may make a drive through there just to see because I've driven up through there a couple times taking my mom on some trips and 
you know, you see these smaller towns and the same kind of thing, blown out, used to be something cool there. You can see how it used to be a fun, nice place, very wholesome, and it's just empty now. Uh, just tumbleweeds and old people at one shitty little kind of cafe that's still hanging on. That's all there's left. And these places there in Louisiana are, they're beyond a wreck. I'm surprised. I'm sure the same thing in Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. I suspect they had their versions all the way up through Illinois and Ohio. I just haven't seen them all. I have driven some through the Rust Belt, and it's pretty terrible. The towns are often larger. These were really small agricultural towns I'm talking about. But the point being that whatever people think we can do with this population, they need to go look at the population. See, you need to go actually look and see what you're working with because what we currently have that's even in the potential running to have kids to raise another generation is so hopeless at this point in large areas that I don't, I, I just don't know how it can be turned around. It was shocking to me, and everybody who listens to my show knows how cynical I already am, what a negative view I already have of most average people. But the average people who are living in these areas, they're so far gone now. So far gone. It's fallen off a cliff in the last five years. Really fallen off a cliff. And it's obviously by plan because they don't want people living out there. They want to shove everybody into these these controllable urban areas where they basically give them government subsidy, Soylent Green kind of food, and constant shots all the time, probably to sterilize them so that the next generation just doesn't even exist. And I suspect this fax we just went through with the COVID thing is going to sterilize the shit out of people. I saw an interesting graph uh, somebody sent me on Twitter. I may even do a show about that indicated the birth rates in Germany, how dramatically they've already fallen. Of course, they're nine months behind uh, at any time. So we don't know what the statistics are going to look like. But we do know that as of right now, the what appear to be the, the live birth rate is dropping dramatically in Germany. And that's not surprising considering all the discussion around the fact that this thing could easily mess with the reproductive system, with the screwed up periods, the miscarriages, the inability to get pregnant was already a huge problem in the population, a huge amount of these fertility clinics everywhere. See, that's one of the main things they're doing. And my point that I wanted to make was how much further down the road we are than the last time I drove through those kinds of areas. And I have driven through those areas before. Okay. I got a lot of relatives in Georgia. I've driven through a lot of the South many, many different times, seen a lot of poor Southern towns and stuff like that. The people, they didn't look like this. See, they did not look like this. This is a whole nother level of mutant, whole nother level. Uh, God only knows how many people are bedridden, sitting in chairs inside their homes that can't even get out. This is the somewhat semi-mobile population that's out moving around. You know, anyone who watches my 700-pound life or my 600-pound life or my 700-pound sister, all these different weird shows will see that the fat asses that are in those uh, families are huge and fat, ridiculously so, but they're actually still mobile and they're considered the thin people in their family. They go out and go to the store and get the different stuff for people. They bring back the orange drink and the fucking five pizzas and the 10 bags of chips and all the other shit to their gigantic sort of bedridden, chair-ridden relative or husband or wife or brother or son or some shit like that and just keep feeding them this shit. So the people you see out, they're not necessarily even representative of the, of the actual full population. They're representative of the mobile population that's out there. 
that may or may not have enough money to even go to the store and, and, and actually enough wherewithal to even find the store or to, to borrow a car or to have a joint fucking community car. But I, I don't know how they get her. I don't know how they live. I don't know how anybody can employ these people. I don't know how they can hold a job. I, I don't know what they could even do digging a ditch. I, I have no clue. There's no way they had the stamina to do physical labor all day. And yet there they are, the whole thing just falling apart right before my eyes. Pretty incredible, honestly, pretty damn incredible. And putting aside the fact that I can't even imagine actually having sex with any of the women I saw in any of these places is so truly disgusting in a million different levels. And it's not like I hate fat chicks in any form or fashion. Hey, I get it. I've been with some big girls. That doesn't bother me, but they have to be kind of ladylike and they have to have something going for them. This is just next level weird. I mean, it's it, it doesn't look human to me. It just doesn't look human to me. I know people are going to give me shit for that, but they don't really look like a human if... You saw a wild animal that was this distorted from what it was supposed to look like, right? Like I have cats. If my cat looked as totally fucked up as these people look, but in a cat version, I'd be extremely concerned. I would be having the thing at the vet, wondering what the hell's going on. Is this cat going to die? What, how can this be possible? I certainly wouldn't be trying to breed that cat with another cat that looked just as totally fucked up to try to have more fucked up cats. I, there's no way I'd be doing any of that. But that's what's going on all over the country. See, that's what's going on all over the country. And people are just pretending as though this is all completely fine and normal and is about red versus blue and I'm supposed to be upset about the abortion decision or the gun decision or some other shit. Just a massive distraction program. It's just a massive distraction program and I don't honestly know when I sit back and try to be reasonably objective about it how this could really be turned around in places like that. They're going to simply go empty because everything will be broken soon. There's no way they'll be able to get anything repaired. Nothing will work at all. Nothing will work in those areas. You won't be able to get a, a tire fixed or you're, you'll just start having a bunch of cars just abandoned around. That's what's going to start happening there. Just You don't see it yet, but that will start happening. And it doesn't give me a lot of confidence. It makes me more and more interested in maybe trying to find a place that's got a smaller county that I might be able to convince some people with the you know jury instruction nullification kind of education to protect me from the local law enforcement and state law enforcement. And, you know, if I could find a city that had a federal court, that'd be great. That's the best. But most of those are a little bit larger. But my, my point being that I wanted to tell people how truly dramatic it was. I mean, like really, really dramatic. And I don't think this is an after hours episode, but I probably will have to market as such, even though I'm not sitting here ranting and cursing. It's just that the information I'm giving people, it's just going to offend the shit out of a huge number of people. And it's just, there's no other way to go about talking about it without offending these so many of these people, because the language, the acceptable conversation has been so moved and so distorted, it's almost as distorted as these people I see. This is an emergency situation we have. An emergency situation is going on. And people are treating it as though it's completely fine and I'm the problem if I bring it up and discuss it in a manner that's extremely blunt. You know, that's just extremely blunt. I'm supposed to show all this deference and everything else. Don't let people do this and they can make their own choice. They can, you're right. I'm just saying it's not going to work. See, it's not going to fucking work. That's my point. And those areas, large amounts of them, they're just dead zones now. 
They're just dead zones. They just haven't actually died yet, but they're dead zones. They're, there's they're no saving them. And it's a huge swath of the country, I suspect. I may do a little more touring around, give people some more updates on it, you know. If, if I haven't been kicked off the air for making a show like this, which I don't even know if I'll make it public because it's so... Like it's so hot, the topics are so hot, and my position is just so, so supposedly outrageous, even though I really think my position is very normal. You know, it's not like I don't have some sympathy for these people who are too dumb and brainwashed and uh, now medically impaired to even figure out what the hell's going on. I'm just saying that as a practical matter, if we're talking about a population, a culture, society, you have to speak honestly about these kinds of problems. You can't just overlook them because they just keep growing. And they've turned it upside down and made it such that you can't speak the truth about them and that I'm the problem for discussing them. So whatever. That's probably all I'm going to say about it today. That's going to be the so-called show, whatever the hell that means. And it is what it is at this point. I did enjoy going out there and seeing the people. And I do think the movie's going to be great. We shot a lot of fun stuff. And we had a lot of laughs. And I hope people have a similar sense of humor to the kind of stuff we put in there. Because uh, there's some good stuff in there. It's pretty outrageous stuff in there. But I think it'll be fun. So, so I think that's it. That's all I'm going to say about the show. If you want to be offended, you can come by uh, Legal Man at U.S. Law Review on Twitter. I throw stuff out there that's probably about the same as what I've done here. I just do it carefully so I don't get kicked off. <laughs> and I want to thank the people who are in Patreon who support my show. And I really appreciate you guys. I really do. And I'm working on trying to figure out how to do some live events. It's so stinking hot here in the summer. It's just absurdly hot here. I just don't even know if it'll be enjoyable. But for the people inside Patreon who hear this, I'm considering doing it at a place called Sneaky Pete's which is inside the Dallas metro area up by Lake Louisville. It's right on the lake, and it's got a really large location. If people are interested in something like that, put some comments in there, and I'll, I'll think about it. If we get some people, I may go up there and do a small one just with those people as well. So, And I still don't have my merchandise. I need to get that. I don't have, you know, I don't have a PayPal account. I don't have any of this shit. I get people all the time. Hey, I love you, but I don't like Patreon. And so I'm not going to use it. It's like, okay, I get it. Whatever. Punish me because you don't like Patreon. But I haven't set the other stuff up, and that's on me. But, you know, there's only so many things I can do. I've got priorities. And, and setting up my PayPal and all this, it's just not the priority. It really isn't. So I'm working on other things. But anyway, thank you to those people in Patreon. I really do appreciate you guys. And beyond that, uh, I don't think there's much else to say. The movie update, as far as that, is it's still going to be out this summer. I mean, this fall. This fall. And hopefully that will be early September. That's what we're kind of shooting for. So so that's it. That's it, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time. For Legal Man.